It's Thierry Henry! He scored! He scored for Arsenal in the Bernabeu! That's a shaman! Giroud plays it in the middle! Ahead again! And Ramsey arriving! And Arsenal are back in front! Scores in the FA Cup final again! Just as he did. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Arsenal Editor Podcast. It has been a while since we last spoke, I think it really feels, but not because of the time in which we last spoke, but really the games of which have happened in between. So we've had an unbelievable win against West Ham. I was almost tempted to do a podcast after that. It felt so good. Um, and then, of course, the 4-1 against Leeds, which is an away performance, which was very, very welcome indeed. So lots has happened. Everything's feeling good. It's coming up to Boxing Day, so it feels like a really good way to round off pretty much a full year since everything changed. The Emil Smith-Rowe emergence, the change of system, Arteta finding ways to unlock teams. And I think a good way to look at things is to look short at the last couple of games and what's been going on there, but also rounding off how we feel coming up to Christmas and the Norwich game away at um, Boxing Day, how we've been feeling for the last year or so. A bit of admin, just before I introduce my man Steve, um, is that we do, in fact, have the Arsenal editor official Christmas quiz. It's all very exciting. Um, It's happening on Thursday, the call what's it going to be the day 23rd at 8 p.m it's on zoom dm us your email and dm us your name and we'll send you an invite and you can join there got some really exciting stuff there it's gonna be very silly it's gonna be very fun um fastest finger for all the questions so uh, it's going to be interactive and the quicker you can answer the questions the higher you get there's big prizes i say big prizes there'll be three vintage arsenal shirts we'll be giving away but anyway that's enough of the intro uh and all the admin out the way steve how are you feeling, mate? I'm feeling all right, mate. Um, I'm quite interested to know what retro shirts you're giving away. You know me. I love a retro yeah. shirt. <laughs> can I yeah, enter well, the quiz? Mate, of course you can. You get yourself in. I, I, I have invited you. You are more than welcome. So um, we, we're kind of going to have a selection of about 10 that we oh, wow. haven't bought yet. But what we'll do is we'll just say, which one do you want? And then just obviously, because of sizing and everything, there's no point buying them sure. beforehand. Um but, you know, we've, we've got a budget and we thought, why not? It'll be fun to do. And it's a really good way to get everyone together. And we've got um, pushing just over 80 uh, people signed up at the moment. Lots of people tend to sign up last minute, but that's a good number. Um, mm, it really should be good. really fun. We've got we've got Gus coming in as well. Um, some hypotheses to test, some uh, questions to throw out, and, of course, some, some, some very nice gifts to give away. So, uh, yeah, very excited. Sounds good, mate. It sounds like a blast. You know, we got some cans ready for the for the occasion. Oh, no, I'll pass all to a couple of tinnies, my friend. And it's, it's <laughs> going to be a day after uh, my vaccine, actually. I got my booster. Um, oh, wow. My Chris, my Chris Agger boosty. So, um, and then that's going to be the day after. So I'm hoping I'll be all right. But my girlfriend had it today. She seems to be okay. So touch wood. I'll touch be fine. Wood. How is COVID, my friend? Are you all right? Um, yeah, I'm all right, mate. It's... It's weird, right? I just got no motivation. I just feel tired all the time. Um, mm. I said to I said to my girlfriend, I was like, maybe we're just really lazy, and we <laughs> is this, this just normal, you know? Um, but no, uh, not very good. But on on the men now, I'm on like day eight, so nice. coming to the end of isolation. That that's the the worst part. I'm just so bored. Yeah. Um, cool. It's just even with Arsenal. It's just it's tedious, like sort of staring at the same four walls all day. There's only there's only so much like football manager you can play mm. um, before you're like you know losing your marbles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've all been there, mate. We've all been there. Yeah, I had it myself not a good while ago. We we, we got it at the same time. Me and my girlfriend actually got the Wembley variant from the semi final Denmark Wembley against variant. England. It was a, the most worth. Uh, an illness I've ever had in my life. It was just the best day of my life going to Denmark at Wembley. Um, and then obviously came back with COVID. Unfortunately, had to tell about 15 of my friends that uh, because I went out with them on the Saturday night that they weren't able to go out and watch the final. So it was actually oh, terrible wow. guilt. Oh, mate, terrible stuff. But I managed to get through a lot of uh, series. So, But at least you've had Arsenal keeping you company. Now, obviously, I'm sorry that you had to miss the Leeds game to know you had a ticket and they looked quite fun, to be quite honest. Oh, um, no, right. Gutted, gutted. It did look <laughs> was... good. And it was the introduction of Martinelli into the Emil Smith-Rosaka song, of course. I don't know. I don't think that's going to take wings, if I'm honest. But um, no. don't mess with a classic, right? 
No, I know, I know. But I, I, it's interesting, though. I, I would like Martinelli to have his own slot. We'll, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. Perhaps we'll even try and come up with one because Martinelli definitely will come up the way the manager he, Mill Smith row as well and Saka coming through. So there's a lot we can work on there and perhaps come with our own song. He what does have a song, you know. He does have a song. It's, I just don't... I, he has got it's, some it's already. Not, I've I've heard it I've heard it quite a lot on um, Twitter from away games. I've never been to an away game. You never hear it at home games. No, it's not the. I don't. I don't think it's that catchy. Comes from no. Sao Paulo, and he plays for Arsenal. Doesn't work mm. for me. Yeah, you, you just don't hear it at home games. I know. Yeah, it's he. 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 He's such a character. He needs a bouncy one. Like the sucker in Emil Emil Smith Rowe is perfect. Um, that's a one of a kind, though, I think. We, we, Arsenal are usually sort of late to the party with songs. We're sort of yeah. leading away with that one. But I think we go, we're really going down a rabbit hole here. Um, like, Kieran Tierney needs a proper song as well. He needs a proper like, song. Oh, Gabrielle. Yeah, we've got there. quite a lot of new players. We've got a lot of new players, so I think it's going to take time. It's going to come from the away contingency. Have you, have you found that the away fans at the moment seem to have found like a new source, like a new secret source of like energy and excitement and something. And I heard somebody talking about it. It's Tim Stillman, I believe, on the Arsenal, uh, Arsenal Vision podcast, my bad. And he's talking about apparently this, this, there has been a change in ticketing system and it's easier to get away tickets these days. And what that's meant is there's some young, fresh, in, innovative, should I say, or people prepared to to go with the uh, go with the flow and create new stuff and um it's, it feels like it and like, you've been to a few so you can share it's, but it's, it's it a real refreshed? shop actually i think with the way to get it's always the same people mm. um and it's i don't know if i agree with that what he's saying i think it, okay. the way it's all about it's all about who you know um it's literally all about who you know and it's a real close shop it's the same people every week um right. you know, it's actually interesting actually because like I follow a lot of um, away fans on Twitter who are like regular kind of Arsenal diehards, and um, mm. they're always bicking about Sivin. And they've, 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 they're, they're, it's usually um, Arsenal fans singing about Tottenham when we're not playing Tottenham. They hate them. Mm. Um, and this week it was Arsenal fans singing a uh, LA, LA, LA song. I, I posted a video, it was up from Goodison, and right. it got like 200 likes, and they got a few reshares, and people were like, this song's bloody awful. <laughs> this guy's like, you can't win with Arsenal fans, you, you, you moan when we don't sing, and then you moan when we're singing about Tottenham, then you moan when we're singing yeah. songs you don't like. Yeah. It pleases some people, mate. There isn't, like, just go and have a good time, and if you're singing your heart out, like, you're enjoying it, so that's fine. Um, to a point, as long as you don't cross the line, you know the Robbie Lyle stuff is terrible. But if you're thinking about Tottenham, that's fine with me. Yeah, uh, they all yeah they hate TV as well. The sponsor yeah. TV. Me, I'm not surprised. But um, no, um, but look, we we've gone down a tangent. I'm sure we could talk forever about that. But, look, but how have you felt watching it from home from in the last couple of games? What's what's pleased you or, or displeased you about West Ham and Leeds? Um. It just feels really refreshing um, in a time where with the Aubameyang stuff going on off the pitch, I think it was about like doing the talking on the pitch mm. and um, we needed a response, you know, and I, I think we all sort of overlooked that, you know, when, when Arteta made that decision with the Aubameyang, like it could have had massive consequences on, on the pitch, you know, th- these things mm. can cause divides and... I think if anything, it's it's gone the opposite way, and we've never looked more together as a team. I just feel like there's that belief and that energy and togetherness, and it, it it's something I'm all for, and it's really exciting. And yeah, just just the way the team react and, and respond to each other, it's almost like a weight has been lifted. Um, mm. We went we went into that West Ham game, and we just I don't know, it it just feels really fresh and exciting. And um, I think on the back of a few difficult results against Man United and um, Everton, you know, we needed a response. And um, yeah, they're really doing the talking on the pitch. It what feels like it. Yeah, it's Sorry, it's, it, it's, it's not good. Out, it clocked out. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, like, I think we we had a chat on the last podcast. It was just after. Three nil. We tend to. It feels like quite sporadic times. We're doing the Arsenal podcast, the uh, the editor podcast at the moment because it's coming like a few days. Because we do it every Monday or Tuesday. It's it's difficult um, because the run of fixtures weirdly come like the weeks before or a few days beforehand. But I remember the last time we had a conversation it was a couple of days after the Southampton game, and we'd won three nil, three three one. 
Three one. Three now. Three. I think it was three now. Yeah, it was three now. It feels ages ago now. It does feel ages ago. But I remember being cautiously optimistic but leaning on the side of cautiously because of the way we'd had to score the first goal which had to be a perfect goal and the way we were sitting back and playing around the back very nervously inviting a lot of unwelcome pressure and I, it, it felt like it took that to get through and I was like oh, I've got West Ham next this whole Aubameyang thing and you're right it did feel like it we needed a statement and they did the talking on the pitch like you say I mean, you put it really well and something I think generally we can put it down to it's just something we haven't seen much this season at all particularly through extended periods of the game is just playing in the other side of the pitch mm. like you know it's just not trying this thing where we're right whilst we do pass it out for the back short we're on the front front from the start this is both against west ham and leeds we're trying to win balls in areas of the pitch that aren't just in our own half we're win- winning them up into their final third we're really putting the pressure on we're trying to play in their side of the pitch and we've barely done that all season you know, we was almost as if like the tactic as we spoke last was sit back, wait to win it deep, and then try and play it up the wings, doing using our escape artists and Tommy Asu and Tierney to get up the pitch um, to find our, you know, wonder players in a Millsmith Rowe Saka to, to, to break through and then score the perfect goal. But it's like we've kind of gone past that and we're just trying to score any goal we can and we're taking shots. I mean, Leeds was mental. West Ham was an unbelievable performance. I mean, the most amount of shots ever by either Arsenal or any team in the Premier League in the first half. Was it just Arsenal? Um, did you see that stat? Yeah, I did. You know, it's funny how, like, here we are, you know, Arsenal, who are you know, famous for, you know, uh, well, growing up in the early 2000s, what, you know, free-flowing attacking football, and here we are, mm. like, oh, we're actually having shots in games. And, like, it's this new, <laughs> it's this new yeah. exciting thing that we've never seen before. Like, oh, we actually had more than four shots in that game. Wow. Yeah. We're actually, we're bad, actually doing what we it? should do. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, it's, it's almost like we've got 11 players now since, you know, I don't want to kind of speak badly of Aubameyang, but, you know, having someone who, who's actually running for, for the ball and, you know, giving you something, um, mm. yeah, the dynamics really change. But I think you, you, make the, you make a really good point there by saying, like, I think we always get very excited very quickly. Um, mm. And I think, you know, even now, after yeah, on the back of three really good results, it's sort of all about, you know, stay on the straight and narrow, not getting ahead of ourselves. Um, it's like when Martinelli scored those, you know, goals, you know, we love to sort of go, oh, that's a classic on refinish, that is. We will, <laughs> yeah. We can't help ourselves. Arsenal Tourette's, oh, that's the Burkamp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that pass, that, that, oh, that was a Perez pass all day long. We love it. We're terrible for it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's, it's so easily done, right? Particularly because we, we have such a strong affinity towards Martinelli, right? And, the, the way he has been injured, he had a really good start and we've got this love for him because he's just so exciting on the ball and he just did plateau a little bit after his injury and I think I think we can only assume now that he's being managed really well. You know, I think we were all a bit disappointed when he wasn't really playing and it seemed like Arteta was saying all the right things about him but wasn't really necessarily putting into action and playing him on the pitch and now he's doing that and he seems mature enough and ready enough and he's getting on the pitch. I think we were always going to use him it feels because you know with Abamyang going to AFCON whether that goes ahead or not who knows it feels like it was always going to be a plan of some kind with rotation and all that sort of stuff but it seems to become a little bit earlier and um there are some questions I think about Abamyang later so we can always address that situation there but yeah what, what is it you like about Martinelli at the moment um I just think what I like about it, he's very unpredictable in the sense that he's he's chaotic, right? He gets around the pitch, he causes defences how. Um he he really reminds me of like Alexis Sanchez. Yeah. When he gets Chaos factor. Yeah, but he also but not not like he's not like a Nicholas Pepe where like you feel like he, when he's got the ball it's under control. Whereas Pepe's yeah. a bit like you know, he's got he's a bit of a he's got about six feet. Um, whereas Martinelli <laughs> just I don't know I don't I don't want to sort of get ahead of myself but I, I just think you know he, he he's got a lot of potential um, and I think because because we've seen sort of Emerson Rowe and Saka sort of blossom so much this season mm. in the, you know in the early stages of the season he sort of got kind of pushed to pushed aside and when he was playing he wasn't sort of um, 
you know, sort of uh, reaching the same standards. Um, and I think, you know, it was all about getting a, a proper run in the team. And, um, you know, he's taking his opportunities now. And, you know, I think he, he's weird, one of his last season, we all sort of, you know, every game we were always crying out for Martinelli. Um, mm. And this is why we're not football coaches, right? He's, he's you know, in hindsight, he's, he's been managed very well. And now he's getting his opportunity and, he, and he's seizing it. Um, I do think as well, like, we, we sort of we, we, yeah, he plays on the left. But I, I think there's a real opportunity there to kind of you know look at putting him as a you know a number ten and not a number ten, um, but number nine. You know, in, in that striker position, mm. um, you know, and having Smith Rowe on the left and Odegaard behind. I think he's a very diverse player. Um, I don't know if you know we've necessarily found his best position yet, which is exciting, yeah. right? That's so exciting. I mean, I remember when he was coming up through you know, Emery of all people, and he was. He looked amazing through the middle. He was scoring his goals. He was getting in around, teeny whipping it in. He was good in the air. Had Martinelli's very, very good, and um, it was exciting, right? And I think it's taken a bit of honing to make sure that coming off the left. I mean, that's where on restarted again. Not making those comparisons, but bringing in somebody from the left. I think once they've learned their trade out there, is far easier than to be able to do that. So um, it is exciting. It is. I, I, I do wonder though, and I guess this plays into what we think about Lacazette at the moment now that Aubameyang's out but stylistically I'm not sure Martinelli has those same attributes or the same style or the same features about a player that you'd need really to like be setting the play or, or doing all the clever stuff winning free kicks quite yet and I think he could definitely learn it and I'd love to see him through the middle perhaps maybe not in this system um the dream striker whatever that looks like for Arteta it doesn't feel like it's Arteta particularly at the moment and who's to say that he can go on and do that um so he does look good off the left in the system but I just like I can picture him with like a two up top you know mm. perhaps just on the left side of a 4-4-2 except as part of the two if that makes any sense um it's... but he's looked really good off the right again so he, he's, a, he's a versatile player and he's keeping out Emile Smith Rowe at the moment in 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 terms of starting games at least yeah no, I think like he he's got all the characteristics for an old school striker. He's got pace, yeah. finish. Um, I think he's definitely got a lot more. He's got a lot stronger. He's 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 definitely worked on his strength. Um, he's got a lot more. I want to say, um, what you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I had my tip of my tongue. Go on, um, you got this. <laughs> what's the, what's the, what's the phrase? Um, but uh, yeah, I'd say aggressive. Assertive. Go on. What, um, what have you got? Oh, what's the bloody word? It was just having a, a presence. There we go. He has a lot a more presence. presence. He does. In, in, in that final third. Um, and I just think, I don't know, like, like, like I said, he, he's very, got a lot of options with this one. Um Mm. I think I think it I think it's been difficult for him as well. Like like last season, you know, when he did come back from injury, sort of wasting time with like Willian out mm. left hand side. So I think it's been a lot of key factors. And Aubameyang sort of was playing in the middle, and he would be off to ship for the left. So I think I think it's all about giving him. Listen, you give a footballer an opportunity once they once they build that confidence. Mm. You know, the world is a oyster, and I think it's all been about you know waiting for, for the right moment to 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 get that uh, up and running. I'm waffling now, but yeah. No, no. Well, I've got something here. So Sky Sports have literally just posted on their Instagram. This is quite interesting. So I don't know how they measure it. So please excuse me. It's their power rankings. Um, and it is the latest edition of their form chart based on points awarded to players for 35 different statistics over their last five match days. So that's everything from goals, assists, the blocks, tackles, everything like that. And they put it all in something, be it a calculator or whatever it may be. Um, and they give them a number of points. Okay, and so the top ten, top ten. Well, let's go from top three. Top three most informed chart in the whole of the Premier League at the moment. So coming into Christmas, number three is Riyad Mahrez. Number two is Jao Cancelo. Number one is Gabriel Martinelli, and it's not just Martinelli by an inch. He has absolutely eclipsed Jao Cancelo in how many points they get. Um, you know, like. Uh, it's I don't know. It must be out of ten thousand or something. But Gabriel Martinez has got nine thousand two hundred. Cancelo's got eight thousand four hundred. Now I do not know what that means, <laughs> but um, what, I'm just I can only assume that they've done their homework and this means something because he's up there with Cancelo, De Bruyne, De Gea, De Gea, 
Hoyman's sort of like great. Oh, yeah, I was going to say it's, it's I mean? also like, worth noting that De, De Gea's sixth on the list. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. is, but De Gea has been playing unbelievably well, right? And yeah. he, he's he's probably he's been the reason why Man United haven't lost all these games. So you know the, 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 the reason why they've actually managed to pick up points um, he's been absolutely outstanding so it, it's definitely no slight at all um, I'm quite surprised that you haven't got your boy Rambo up there but anyway the point is Martinelli is looking very sharp and consistent and he's got a presence in around the big boys at the moment he looks like a man in that photo isn't he Proper mature, he does he does I'm glad you're on the same thing um, do you do you feel the same moving on to, to Saka I, I feel the same about Saka he looks more, mm. he looks stronger, he looks taller. Um, and he just looks, I don't know if that's just like a, a visual or like a placebo thing, you know, like, oh, he's because he's more of a, a social presence or somebody that we know more about. It's that he, like, looks bigger on the it? pitch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is. He looks physically Maybe there's been hanging out with like Cedric Suarez, who's like, you know, the, the kind of epitome of a man, you know, his little mm. goatee, his little moustache, and he's just been sort of, you know. <laughs> Teaching them, or teaching them the ways of the world. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, and so, talking about Saka, like, that West Ham first-half performance from Saka, I think might well be the best performance we've had for a player all season in any half. Thoughts? He had that guy on toast. He was terrified. What was his name? Is that, what's that defender called? Um, left back. It was like begins with an M. I think he's um, I can picture him. Yeah, he plays left back for West Ham. Obviously, his Cresswell. But uh, please go. You continue. Go on. So, what, what, do you, what did you do? You think of that statement as such? Yeah. No, I think he had a very good game. I'm just trying to sort of think back to West Ham. It feels like a lifetime ago now. It does it um, does? Well, it was. It was the. It was. That's it. it. Masa, Ma, Masuaku. It was a crazy game, right? Because mm. you think about how good West Ham are, and you know they've beaten they've beaten the likes of um, Chelsea this season. They beat Liverpool. They're a good mm. side, and um, yeah. we made them very average. and And I think like what I liked about that game was like how often have we seen after this season where we start games badly and we sort of come into the game, but then we drop off again and we start well and we drop off. Vice versa, yep. we just maintain that level of. Um, that press and we just controlled the whole game even at half time at nil nil you sort of feel like we've got this i felt very com- like very confident and you know quite yeah. at ease almost too easy like yeah we'll definitely beat him today i, I just felt like once we get that first goal it, it's going to be game over and um what a goal it was as well lovely lovely oh. piece of play um lovely ball from Lacazette doing a really good job in there and um what what a finish and then obviously we, have, we had the penalty what were your thoughts on that? Because I was a bit like on the fence with that one because I was like, well, not on the fence actually. Yeah, I yeah. Thought it was a more penalty. What well, I was baffled, I was baffled by the, the reactions. People saying, oh, it's not a penalty. I was like, what? what? Are we watching the same incident here? How is it not a penalty? It, like, yeah, yeah. anywhere else in the field, that's a foul. See, I, I, it was a really, it was a really strange experience for me. And I've heard quite a few people say similar things. Like, my immediate reaction was like, if that was an Arsenal player who had gone down like that, firstly, it's a bit silly going down like that, but I thought it was clear that he won the ball. So I was like, how have we got a penalty out of this? So when it went to VAR, I was like, there's no chance we're getting this. This is a clear and obvious error. I was baffled by the fact that we got the penalty. But it was one of those that, like, for some reason, the more I watched it, the more I felt like I was watching a different thing that I saw the first time. And it was Stonewall, yeah. <laughs> I was like... It was yeah. really confusing. Like I, I was, we, all of us in the chat, there was, you know, it's about five of us in our WhatsApp group and well, four of us, and we, all of us were saying, oh my God, I'd be fuming if that was given against me, fuming, because he does get the ball, but what obviously he does do is clip, he clips the ball, but goes over with his studs potentially up, but gone over the ball and hit the shins, and obviously that's terrible. So, you know, but what I like I is think... he, he gone. No, 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 sorry, no, sorry my bad. Well, I, I guess the part of the else, I like the reaction. We've been we've been really soft in terms of like appealing for stuff recently, and I know that's not a side of the game that you want to be necessarily the worst at. But we definitely need to be far less than just shying away. You know, Tommy asked you getting booted in the face, and us all going, "Yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. Don't worry about it." Doesn't really help the ref make a decision. But if we're going up in arms, you know, just try and claim what what has happened, and just try and make a bit of a song and dance about it. I'm not saying roll around the floor with your eyes closed, like you know, all that sort of stuff that annoys me. But 
if there's something to claim, get yourself around the referee and let them know what's happening, the severity of it, because I think we haven't really been known for, for the dark arts recently, and I think that, that, that did help a little bit. No, um, I agree. Ask Blood you know, made reference to that as well on um, Ask Cast, saying, like, you know, we need to have a bit more balls about us in these situations. Yeah, when, yeah. When teams are kicking us, you know, because Saki, get, like, Saki gets kicked all the time. And, and you know, when Tommy Asu got stamped on at Goodison, we should have been, we should have been, like, going mental. We should have had the referee around the throat, not literally, metaphorically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, these, these are the things like, you know, you look at the classic Arsenal sides of old, like, we whether you, whether it's justified or not, you know, we didn't take any shit. And um, that, that, that's the way we should be, that's the way we should be, you know, going about our business nowadays. Yeah, yeah, 100%, mate, 100%. Um, and, and I'm glad we're doing it. I, you know, I saw it a little bit against um, Leeds as well. You know, when like uh, Ben White had that terrible challenge and it was a penalty to them, which is about a stonewall penalty got. But yeah, <laughs> like, Aaron Ramsdale gets up, claps and goes, great tackle, mate, unbelievable. It was like, I mean, obviously it didn't go our way, but it was like, I just love it so much, mainly because it's him. But um, um, Did you, on that subject, I don't know if you've seen, like um, there's some really good Leeds vloggers who like film the game. Yeah, Paul Ramsdale just giving it to the Leeds fans. It was so funny. Um, he he so actually much. made it as far as being right. He uh, he put it out on his Instagram. Oh, you got to love Ramsdale. Yeah, oh, I love it. So normal. It's just when it comes to shithousery, he is mm. he's up there, right? And we and it's yeah. great to have characters like that because we want that as fans, right? That's that's just like that's that's like God level. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I can't, you know, you can't agree more. There's having a real affinity with these players and it starts at Ramsdale because he's right behind the goal, or right in front of the goal, I should say, but, and all the fans are with him and he's just got his personality and he's he's really getting a reputation for it. Even like the England camp, you can see he's just a really, really likeable guy. And, um, you know, I think he's going to be a massive, massive part of Arsenal's future. So that was great. Um, you know, nothing but great words to say about him. He's just looking sharper and sharper, more... Um, uh, more clean sheets, more dominance at the back and all that sort of stuff. And I'm, I'm really loving it. But um, there's a couple of other points I want to say. So you know, three names. Um, so, I mean, to be honest, mate, there was unbelievable performances across the pitch. And I don't think we have time to go into all of them. I thought, you know, over the last few weeks, it's proven how good Tommy Asley, how good Gabriel Tini's looking sharp as he's coming back. I think actually Party had a really good game in the last game against Leeds. And I think he's working, and against, and against uh, West Ham, he was pretty good as well. And I think he's working his way back into the form, which is really useful. But I guess, um, before we go into the questions, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask, do you, how, how do you think Shaka and Ben White are getting along? Because I'm seeing some, some concerns from, from my side, far more so from Xhaka, um, because of who he is and what it means. But a couple of things that I think Ben White can iron out, and I don't know what you think about those two. Um, I mean, are we talking specifically well, let's, let's go Xhaka. of late or yeah. like a bigger picture? So let's start Xhaka. Okay. Uh, both, yeah. Performance is late and bigger picture. Um, I mean, how long have we got? <laughs> oh, how long have God, we yeah. got? I mean, I mean in, in, in summary. There's, I mean, with Xhaka, I think there's nothing... There's nothing really to be said that hasn't already been said about him, right? Um we all want an upgrade in that position, but at the same time, we all know that we sort of miss him when he's not in the team. Mm. And I think we, we get the best out of Partey when he's in the team. Um, yeah, it's true. It's true. That's been evident uh, for the last couple of games, for sure. Yeah. But it's also no coincidence that, you know, the last kind of four or five years, you know, our midfield, the quality of our midfield has, has dramatically dropped since Jack has been the main man. Um as of the last two games, I couldn't really tell you. I, I wouldn't say I've necessarily noticed anything particularly. I mean, I remember he gave the ball away uh, against West Ham, which sort of gifted them yes. one of their best opportunities in the game, which is, you know, as a defensive midfielder, is, is, um, it's up there. <laughs> as, uh, you know, um, uh, probably the biggest mistake you can make. But I don't, I don't think he's been terrible. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's crazy how fast he sort of, you know, he, he, he came out of injury and he's gone straight back into the team. Um, no questions yeah. asked, and he's pretty much been playing ninety minutes. Um, what, 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 what are you thinking about it? What are your concerns? Well, the only thing, I, look, it's just typical Granite Jacker, really. But one of the things that I thought that is really useful about having him in midfield, at least, is his experience and that he, he's he's aggressive to a point. But 
was 3 up against Leeds. And I think he did something in West Ham as well. But I can't remember what. But remember, with 3 up against Leeds, he does something aggressive. Something, something happens to him slightly aggressively. He goes over the ball and basically should have got a red card, in my opinion. Um, studs up on the guy's ankle. Um, just like not great. It's like, mate, you're 3 up. What are you doing? And it's so deliberate. He's so fired up from what just happened. It's like, how have you not learned this? What's going on here? And it's going to cost us. And it's really worrying me, you know. And whilst he, you know, is bopping the ball around a little bit, it's getting the best out of party great. It just really worries me. It just annoys me. So I thought, you know, we've spoken about this to the, to, to the end of the hills before, and I'm sure we will again. But it just worries me that whilst I know Sambi had COVID and all that, it's it just feels like when there's some kind of game management needed, He's not the man. I just, do want, I just don't think he's the man, you know? Like, and, yeah. yeah, no, it, I agree. It, it, no, I, it I, did see, I did see a lot of uh, tweets about that, actually. Um, mm. I think because of the, 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 how, how well the game was going, I think I sort of overlooked it. You know, when, when things are going for you and you win a game three or four, and you, you don't, it's, it's very easy to sort of skip over these little moments, go, oh, yeah. well, you know, it's a throwaway comment sort of thing. But um, no, I think you're right, mate. And it's, it is strange, isn't it? Like, you know, he's, it's not like he's. I mean, he's been around a long time. International. He's twenty eight, um, twenty nine. Yeah. Like, like, come on, mate. <laughs> like, you know, it's just if, if he's not if he's, he's not, not going to these out now, he's gonna. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a weird one because as much as we all find him frustrating, he's like it's like a bad habit. It's like a guilty pleasure because you're like, oh, quite yeah, like can... winning the team. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I know what you mean. I do think I know what you mean. It, it, it's sort of it's like a double-edged sword though, because you want him, but then also I think when he does play, he he like we said, he's he's he's, he's always got an air in him. And mm. I do find like he does love to slow the game down and play at his pace. And um mm. I think that can be more of a hindrance at times. Um if you want to be really critical. What were you gonna say about Ben White anyway? Because we could talk so about ben White, today. Uh actually, mate, just very quickly before I do. Um, it's eight. It's six forty-four. Says so one minute till the Arsenal team comes out. Should we have a little guess as what the team's going to be before we look? Because it's obviously Sunderland. Okay, so I think Leno in goal, Chambers at right back, uh, Holding. Ah, oh, crap! Maybe he's injured, isn't he? Um, maybe we'll see Cedric at right back, Holding and Chambers, Tavares, El Nenny, Ainsley Maitland Niles. Um, Balogun up top and then the three behind will be uh, Eddie Pepe and then through the middle will be um, who are they going to play? Maybe even maybe even a Millsmith throw or Odegaard no they're not going to play Millsmith throw are they? But I do think they're going for a slightly stronger team what do you think? Oh you know what you you really I mean, like the team described there is like sort of my backup FIFA team, you know, when you're playing career mode and you've got a league yeah. cup game. That's my that's my go to. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you've pretty much hit, hit hit the nail on the head there. I think I think it's gonna be Leno. I think he's gonna go Chambers right back. Mm. Um, I think he's gonna go hold. And you say Marie's injured, is he? Well, he's got COVID. Mm. So Sambi. So holding. I reckon he'll put Ben White, or I reckon he'll play holding. Yeah, I do. Fair, fair. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I just think like in, in, just a bit of experience. Um, I think, uh, yeah. So I'll go Leno, Chambers, right back, Holding, White, um, Lakonga. Do you say Lakonga's Lekonga's got COVID? He's got COVID, is he? Yeah. Uh, Nuno Tavares. Isn't he Tavares? Is he fit? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And you got Cedric as well. So I was thinking, because he has played Cedric at left-back before. Yeah. So I'm going to go Cedric left-back, actually. Okay. And then I reckon maybe Alneni, Bettenniles, Nketiah, Pepe, Odegaard, and Martinelli. I think Martinelli's going to play. Okay, interesting. I reckon, it's, I reckon I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just a little, I reckon he's going to put a little bit of steel in. I don't think he's going to, because I think we still need to score. Yeah, it's true, and I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'd like to see uh, Patino. I'd like to see Patino come in. You see, I don't know if you saw Instagram earlier, mate, but a little bit of Patino. I'd see the sal- I'd like to see a few of the kids come on. There's some really exciting talent coming, um, and you know Patino. I mean Balogun. I'd love to start. There's the Flores kid, the Mexican guy, and there's the guy called Salah. So his namesake suggests he might well be unbelievable. But this is this. Let's see. Yeah, 
this is why like, we do need European football because mm. missing out on these players need this sort of game time. Um, but I think we got it. We got the oh, team. Is it okay? I'm, you ready? I mean, uh, it's interesting. It's we, very interesting. Okay, I've not got it up yet. That's I've, I've got it here. Go on then. So Leno, Cedric, White, holding captain, Tavares, right. El Nenny, Erdegaard, Pepe. Smithrow, Balligan, and Nketia. So it's Erdegaard and Smithrow are the ones that are coming in. And sorry, White as well. So that's interesting. So no Chambers. I uh, well, I, I don't know I if there's a bench, pretty good there. I don't know who's got on the bench. I think we did all right, didn't we? You said uh, White, and so that was... I did say White. Patino is in the squad. Oh, I want to see Patino come on, mate, quite frankly. Um, but anyway, look, let's, let's, let's get on with the podcast. I'm, um, you know, I think because we... Uh, oh, we've got Tierney, Gabriel, Party, Xhaka, Patino, Saka, Martinelli, Lacazette on the bench. Okay, so it's just Patino, really. We've got a very strong bench otherwise. But I'm surprised he's not brought in that young lad of Bamiang because he could do with getting mm. some minutes. <laughs> <laughs> very good. That's a strong teammate. Um, it is very strong. I think Looking we'll forward win. to it. I know, I yeah. you know, I'm sure people will know the score by the time they listen to this anyway. So, um, anyway, so just over the last couple of games, yeah, Ben White, right? Um, there's been a couple of times recently where he's gone in a bit unnecessarily. The one against Ronaldo screams out um, again at Old Trafford. He did a couple at Everton. He did one, obviously, at Leeds, which cost us a penalty, a completely unnecessary under no stress. Um, and he, he, he's 23 and he's definitely going to learn. And there's so much I like about him offensively and defensively. There's a lot he does really well. And I don't want to say the uh, the... <laughs> those words that make us all, you know, terrified. But there's a couple of Mustafi-esque moments that are concerning me, only slightly. Um, and it's sort of something that's very easy to iron out his game. Uh, but but there's something about him, you know, that about diving in a bit too early. It's just a bit, come on, mate, you know? And it's like, mm. I, I'm sure he's being coached out of that. And I'm sure he will. And it's only been a few, so I'm not really concerned. But it did cost us against Leeds for a goal, and it nearly did against Manchester United once, and I just wonder if he had any thoughts on that or any concerns. I wouldn't say concerns. Um, I definitely can see where you're coming from. That's why I, I, I thought he'd play tonight, because um, I think, like, you know, maybe after a shaky performance, the best thing to do is get back on the pitch, and, um, mm. you know, especially for your confidence. You know, there's no, there's no real concerns with Gabriel. Um, yeah, it was a weird one, wasn't it? Like, he's just a bit clumsy, isn't he? And I, I think out of the back, kind of four or five. Um, obviously, you can rotate Tierney and um, Tavares, but mm. I think he's the only one where, you know, there is a little bit of concern. But I think, I, I don't know, I like him. I think um, I think, he's, I think we've got a pretty solid unit we do. there. With we do. Gabriel. And I think there's, you're always going to make mistakes. I think it's the one position on the field where, you know, if you make error, you know, it, it, it costs you more than most, right? Um, I just think he just needs to be a bit of like a little less rash. But I also sort of like the fact that you know he's not he's not sort of scared to to go and hit somebody and uh, try and True. win the ball and you know leave a boot in there. And, you know, cheeky stud mark. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do really like him. I do like about that is you know that about his game. So I I, I can't complain. We've 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 got an unbelievable back four that feels brand new. And, um, it's performing out unbelievably well. So I you know, I couldn't be happier. So I just I it, it just when it was alongside the Xhaka thing, I thought it would be unfair to highlight Xhaka's could have been red card when Ben White jumped in and, and equally did a in, you know in did a. Uh, rash challenge that cost us a goal at the end of the day and um you know in the interest of fairness i thought it'd be worth yeah. it but ultimately you know shaq is 29 needs to learn his lesson it's supposed to be our leader and ben white is a young centre-back learning his trade so um i think as well because we won 4-1 and it was 3-0 at the time and we were pretty, yeah it's it's one of those where once again you you know listen if, it, if it's 1-0 and he gives that away it's it's a major talking point um every, every, every situation is different um, it's great. It's crazy actually how, how far we've come defensively. We've got a real sort of, you know, that, that back five in the last sort of twelve to eighteen yeah. months has really changed. Do you, do you think there's any way back from like the likes of Marie, Holding, Chambers, Bellerin, or are we or are they all done? Do you reckon? 
Well, you've, you, you've, you've led me perfectly to my next and final question before question. Oh, fabulous. So this is, you, it's almost as right? if you knew. You've led me down the garden path and you begged me to ask, <laughs> well, if, if, if you're to look back, because it's, as I mentioned at the beginning, it's coming up to Boxing Day. And that was a huge, huge line of the sand from way the way we were playing before to everything that's happened since. And I'm not going to do one of those since Boxing Day, we're X in the league, but, you know, quite frankly, we're doing well. Um, so I think we're equal on points with Liverpool since Boxing Day, which is mad, and we played one more game. Anyway, um, and not a lot's changed, but a lot's gone up and a lot's played really well. And because of the the beginning of the last season, so up until that, Boxing Day, and because of the first three games this season, we've created this unbelievably negative narrative, particularly in the wider media and all that sorts of things. And it's granted it's completely fair because we finished eighth and you know we've had a few hiccups in the road since then. So I just wanted to get your take on, yeah, that I guess that playing into that, uh, or I guess to answer your question, I, I don't see a way back for, for, for those guys. I, I think they're done. I think they're going to be squad players. I think we've we've, we've moved forward you know, and very far so, particularly defensively. Um, and I'm really happy for it. I think we look like a completely different team. We look like we're moving forward. I think we are a couple of cogs away from from a full well-oiled machine. So, yeah, and I think we can look back and reflect on a really positive forward-thinking year. Um, particularly if we go out and win against Norwich, I think we're going to be basically four or three points behind Chelsea. And looking really strong for the top four. I mean, obviously, COVID's really helped us with the other teams not playing at all, but they're going to have a difficult run in now and they're going to have to play a lot of games very quickly. So what about you? What, what, what do you think about the, the past year and who can come back and where we are? Um, you know, I think firstly, it's, it's, it's really, it's been really refreshing and great that we've we've been out and we've we've made the, this, this a priority and we've really sorted out and we've brought in not just quality players, but players with, with personality. And yeah. um, I'm you know, coming back to what I said earlier about that togetherness, and we have a real unit, and it's really nice to see because I think before it's always been a real problem for us, you know, defensively, just players not up to it, you know, the Klasnatches, Mustafis, uh, Socrates, like we just had these these players who felt very very alien in in an Arsenal shirt, and you know, who, mm-hmm. who you couldn't get behind, and there was really no sort of connection between the fans. Um, so I think on that level, there's a, the club is in really well. Um, and yeah, I, I think I agree. I think I think Rob Holding. I think the, he's one of those players, isn't he, who shows great promise, but then just not consistent enough. Um, I think he's a good yeah. squad player. I think Chambers. I think I, I can't believe Chambers is still at the club. I think it's time for fourth, kind of uh, let him go. Klasenac as well. Um, yeah. Bellerin. Yeah, it's definitely. With Bellerin, I'm, 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 I love Hector Bellerin, love the man. Um, so I'm, I'm, I've always been a big fan of, of uh, Hector B. Um, so, and I, uh, listen, I appreciate he's not he's not been good enough since coming back from his injury. Um, but it's a real shame because I do love him, and I think you know he's a proper Arsenal man. Um, but I think, yeah, I think his time is probably done. Um, would he shame, isn't it? With Tommy Yasu, I don't think I think he, I don't think he would. I just I think, think he's think, done. I think he looks like he can't really run properly anymore, unfortunately. No, he just doesn't look athletic enough. Pace. Mm. No. And I think you just look like last season, the amount of times you get caught out of position. I think we I think you knew it was Derwin Chambers, who isn't a isn't a right back, was was getting ahead of him. You know, that, mm. that was and playing much better than him. You know, we yeah. always thought he was yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, um you know. It's a shame though, but yeah, I think I think we've absolutely upgraded in, in that in that position, and um, yeah, good good work on on Edu and Arteta. I think they've done a, a stellar job there. You know, yeah, we're yeah. very quick to criticise, but also I think it's you know when credit where credit is due, right? I think they've had an unbelievable transfer window, and I'll get on to to what that means for my pick of the day in a moment. But um, yeah, all good stuff and feeling really positive. I think the connection with the fans, the connection with the players, is something that's, that's probably the most important one for me there. And wasn't there at all before it felt bland felt it was even with compounded with covid it was all just a bit much and coming out the other side much better team for it so um okay who's been your man of the last two matches so just one player who's excited you the most who's been the best performer i think sky sports has given us our answer to be honest mm. yeah i think i mean the obvious is gabriel martinelli 
he's come in and he's he's really sort of lit the place on fire. Um, so I think you know he, he undoubtedly he, he's the main man. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to Lacazette though because I think yeah yeah you know, he, his best mate has been shipped to the captaincy right and he could have gone one of two ways and he's just been very professional. He's got his head down. He's done the job. <laughs> he, he's worked really hard and I think he's been really important for those young players and um, you know obviously. Um, you know, uh, it, it, it can't it can't be an easy situation, right? And I think you know the, the way he sort of orchestrated himself in the last week on, on and off the pitch, um, I think deserves a lot of credit. Yep. What I think he's been great. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, I think particularly that West, that that West Ham game, I thought that's the best performance I've ever seen him in an Arsenal shirt. Even though he missed a penalty, which is crazy to say, which was I think a really good save. So, yeah, um, yeah, no, shout out to him. So actually, yeah, to be fair, I'll give him man of the match. Uh, I was going to go Saka actually because I thought he's been electric, but I will, I will actually go Lacazette. I think Martin Lacazette. Okay. I think that's fair. I think he's stylistically had a really, really he's just he's just owned it and he's just done the best job he possibly could in that role. So, <laughs> absolutely, all right. mm, he really has. He really has. Um, all right, what about a dick of Dawik? Dick of, the, dick of the month. Yeah. Dick of the um, month. Do you want to go first? Because I've got, I'm, I've, I'm still, got a few, I'm still on the fence with a few. Okay. I've, I've got, well, I've got I've like got... two or three, but I thought I'd let you. So yeah, you go. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got. Uh, I can't pronounce this, but it's that Sky Sports presenter's name called Kaves Solhaykol. What's his name? Kaves Solhaykol. Right. Is this, is this um? You, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, Tommy Asu. Tommy Asu has been probably the one of the most important signings we've we've had this season. He has been unbelievable. We knew it at the time when he was doing his big spiel, literally laughing at Arsenal and their transfer on camera, saying how ridiculous it is that um, they've signed this guy. They don't know right back, centre back. If you knew anything about Arsenal at the time, never know about how good he is now. Is that that's exactly what they needed. They need somebody who was going to tuck in half the time being a centre-back and a right-back offensively. So, you know, it's it was so obvious, but it just took a bit of research to know that when they didn't. And then, obviously, what, looking three months into the season, that's recirculating because he's having an unbelievable season. The part he played in a couple of the goals, the way he's looking defensively, I mean, it's just been great. So, just a bit of a middle finger to that guy, basically. Yeah. What about you, mate? Um, I mean, I'm torn between myself for um for for being quite critical of Arsenal at times when you know we're quite reactionary. But I'm gonna alas I'm gonna go for the AR. Um and that's okay. a cop out. But I just feel like and it ties in nicely with what we were talking about earlier about that penalty with Lacazette. I just feel like the standard of it well not even the VAR, I think the, the my dick of the day or the bump or whatever we want to call it is is the officiating in the Premier League. I'm just getting really fed up of, of the, the inconsistent nature. Um you know, just mm-hmm. we every, we've seen it every week with, with, with games, just like the, the same sort of. We're seeing the same thing, but we're getting this, we're getting different results. And I think, yeah, you know, going back to that Lacazette like, one, we're saying, oh yeah, you watch it back, it's 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 probably a penalty, but then you're seeing it in, in a different game. And you're going well, and you, you know, where's like, like remember um, David Luiz last season when he sort of stroked mm. that guy's uh, foot against Wolves. That's a, so you're saying that's a penalty, and then people are questioning. This penalty against mm-hmm. you know where he's where he's clearly found him. So I just want to really Harry Kane one. Oh, it was about as bad as it gets. I, yeah, that that was a sort of I was coming to it that how and the fact that he after the game he says, oh yeah, got the ball. No, you didn't, Harry. No. You prick. That is a foul. Well, that you, that, I don't. I I don't really blame him necessarily for for saying that because I think I don't know what player would say anything different. But what I don't get is the referee. Do you see the referee's explanation for it? Because basically, because Andy Robertson jumped as that tackle happened, it wasn't deemed a foul. So basically, what Andy Robertson to have would have had to have done to have deemed that a foul was leave his standing leg there and let his leg get broken. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, nuts, mate. It's just yeah, the inconsistency. Yeah. Part, I mean, I can't even bother to talk about it. It's that bad. It's just no. it's so it feels like you're fighting uphill battle. It gets worse every week, and it's just pointless and it's ruining it. So because it's what we're fighting. Because we're always fighting against decisions, and it's sort of yeah. like you know you'll make your season, and but then you'll go, wow, in that game it wasn't given, and it's like just because it wasn't given in that game doesn't mean it was the right decision. And it's sort of like, no. you know, this was brought in to make the game better and fairer. Yeah, here we are every week still having the same conversations. Sort it out. 
And yeah, that is my, so that is my dick no, of the day. No, fair I play, should have just gone for myself. You should have, you but, but you were dick of the day a few, few weeks ago yourself as well. Uh, so I get yeah, you. So, you. No, that's all right, mate, no worries. Well, look, let's, let's do a couple of questions, shall we? Um, you know, we're, we're probably going on for nearly an hour. So let's do a few questions. So um, anything that's jumped out for you? I'm just working now as we speak. Okay, well, look. You, 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 you go I'll, first. I'll go for it. So Simona NB has asked, could Arteta be experimenting with the idea of making Nuno a left wing since he combined with Kieran Tierney twice? I did notice that at the end of games, you know, I remember Getsaliti came on and, and doubled up, which I always think is a really good idea, particularly at the end of a game. They really mm. complement each other. Um, you know, you're protecting a lead. I think that's a bit of a dream combo. What, what do you think? Yeah, no, I like that. I haven't really thought about it. Um, because I think for me, KT's got to be in that, in, in that, he's got to be number one in that position. Because um, ideally, I think we want him, we want him to wear the captain's arm man one day. Well, that's what I want anyway. Mm. Um, but I also like Tavares as well. So, yeah. Um, and I think Tavares going forward is very dangerous. Um, he is. And he's very confident. Um you know, he's got a big lad as well. A lot of presence in in, in that area of the field. Um, and, you know, if, if you can find a way to utilise both of them, all mm. for that, all for it. Um, you know what? I think as well, like, he, he'd be a good, like, midfielder, central midfielder. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, he's got the right build for it. What, as in a bit further up the pitch? Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 what, what position? A, a... I could say, come on, because a defensive midfielder. Defensively, oh, yeah, but I think I think you would probably leave his space quite a lot. But um, yeah, no, mate, yeah. his passing's good. He, well, actually, to be fair, it reminds me of like a song, mm, except much bigger and much stronger. Well, yeah, but yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can I can see it. Um, but he tends to just bomb past, and and oh, he is exciting. I, I'd, I'd like to see him on the left wing. I mean, look, it's definitely an option. And if you want to play a bit of Marsani through the middle, maybe Mill Smith Rowe is injured or something. We've got, it's definitely a great option to have. It's a bit of a utility left-sided player attacking or defensively. So, I mean, he's, yeah. he's so young as well. Like, mm. has he? You know, you could sort of I mean, look at Maitland Niles. He's he's been going for about twenty years, and we still haven't found his best position. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's so true. Crazy. God. Interesting. Crazy. He's not playing tonight. No, nah, I, I think bench. you know it's weird because um, so on our podcast we do like on this day. So what you know. Um, we'll find like a game from 10, 15 years ago or five years ago, mm. you know, whenever we played. And we were doing one from like 2018 or 2017. And, and he was in the team. It's like, it's crazy that like here we are, like four or five years on, and he's still at the club, but he's, he still hasn't established himself yeah. in a position. Or he's not, he's not, he's still not a first team regular. Like we look at him like he's a kid still, and he's not, right? It's like, it's crazy. Um, I think we just don't know what he is. Yeah, I think mm. I, I, I think he, he doesn't in, in mm. summer. Yeah, and I think that'd be a good move for him. I think we'd probably get a bit of money for him. <sighs> yeah, it's just I, I'm surprised he's not. I mean, just when you think he's coming back in, and Arteta says a few good things about him, he then goes away, and you know he's basically been ousted. So mm. interesting. All right, one from you. Um. So are you Arteta in or out, and why? From Jack Morgan Ten. Um, so Jack, I am going to say he's doing a good job. We also judge him at Christmas. He's top four at Christmas. You can't criticize that. Um, as much as I've criticized him in the past and I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. criticize him again, cause he is an experienced man. It, he has, you know, he's, he, he's going to make mistakes, right? And, um, but, uh, yeah, listen, if, if we can't, I can't knock him and, um, I like what's happening at the moment. Did yeah. I think the players really buy into him. I think yeah, that's the most important thing. Definitely. Um, and he's also so, so handsome. Well, it's, it's, it's always a bonus. <laughs> why, well, um, why, where are you sort of standing on him at the moment? No, I mean, I, I was his biggest defender, I think, for, for a long time. Um, and then what really, even even after Man City, you know, that sort of stuff, I think the only time I've swayed and I've been like, oh, I've, I've, I've almost, I've lost it now, was after the Palace game. And actually, I look back and that was rash because actually that was a really good last minute winner. Mm. Um, Equalised, I should say. Um, but after that, you know, he's brought himself back. He's got the players he wants. He's playing really well. He's made some really good decisions. Bamiyang was one of them. So, you know, no, really, really happy. Um, 
I'm conscious of time, so let's do one more. Okay. Harry Richardson says, what would you get Smith Rowe, Saka and Martinelli for Christmas? <laughs> these are the sort of questions I like. I like um, these ones. They're good. I've, I've got an answer. See, you, you've I, pre-prepared this, I feel. Like. I, I, you, look, see, I sent you the questions. You, yeah, but you, you hours ago. smart answers, and then yeah. you pull it out and make me look like a tick. Well, <laughs> I know you're you know getting. what, mate? Fail, prepare, fail to prepare, prepare to fail, prepare my to friend. Fail. This is what premium okay. podcasting is about. <laughs> um, I'd get them possibly, like, the most amount of bubble wrap that exists in the world and just, like, put it all over them, all their cutlery, all the, like, turkey knives, um, anything that's happening over Christmas, just wrap them in absolutely everything that is bubble wrap and uh, keep them as safe as possible um, and maybe a little oxygen tank so they don't suffocate. But there's a sort of suspended I... mid-bubble. <laughs> I thought you said bubble bath at first. I was thinking, where are you, where are you going with this? <laughs> you've, got, you've been to Lush, have you? You've got some bath bomb. Oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> a bit, 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 bit um, bubble wrap, mate. Bit of bubble wrap. Um, I, would, I would buy them um, a new PlayStation each. Just just keep them at home. Just, play, just yeah. keep them at home. Yeah. Where we can keep an eye on them. Don't go out, lads. Stay at home. Stay there. Bubbles, Thanks to you, bubble bitch. bath. Yeah, um, you've got your bubble bath, one? playing with your bubble go, go on, go on, what's the other one? Last one. <laughs> um, well, there's this, this quite a few, really. Um, Thoughts to Martinelli, we've covered that. Who is the favourite ever? Who was your favourite ever Arsenal player? I feel like we've covered that before. I feel like you were Thierry. It was well, Thierry, but yeah. Go on. Yeah. No, we I mean, can, Santi's we always that. there as well. So Santi's it's oh, Alexis as well. No, San, Santi and Thierry, I think, for different reasons. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I quite like this one. Do you see Aubameyang returning? I don't, you know. I really don't. I I have a strong suspicion that we will... Like, I kind of think... I guess we haven't really covered the whole Bangerian thing. Well, firstly, I think it's a great, strong, bold move. I think it's supposed to be a leader in a club that's got a lot of young players. And if you're laughing and joking, and that's one of the really good things about him, laughing and joking and not taking it seriously and turning up, then... Yeah, mate, get out, quite frankly, fine. Um, mm. And if he's going to throw a little little hissy fit um, and not want to play, because I can imagine Arteta would still be happy to play him if he was cooperating and being mature about it. Because I think Arteta was a really hard decision for him. I think he loves Aubameyang, and I think it was a really difficult decision for him. But he's not playing that well. He's thrown a bit of a tantrum about it, and then get rid of him. And quite frankly, it's yeah. January now, and he's got... I think I could see some money coming for him and us paying some of his wages, a bit of an Ozil-esque situation, and... Um, he's got AFCON mm. if he doesn't go in January he will play again who knows when I'm sure he might be able to add something off the bench but I think it's about time to find a team that, you know, that exists without him anyway so yeah no I think what so. about you um, um, yeah I think I mean listen yeah he was captain and he wasn't setting the example right and mm. when you've got to do young young team you need leaders right on and off the field Um and you know, what really summed it up for me was when when we were losing games heavily, and you know, a bad man was nowhere to be seen. You know, he should be mm. saying to the young lads, "No, no, no, I'll take this into you lads. You sit down. I'm the captain. I take responsibility." Um, I, I don't know if he'll go this summer, um, this January. Sorry, just because I think it's 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 cool. It's because it, it comes down to to finances, right? If if if, mm. if, if anyone wants him, um. So we'll see. I can see. I can see him paying him off, though, to be honest. Um, yeah, there's there's one yeah. more question, which is a bit lighter, which we can end on. Which I think is quite funny. Um, what's your top three items of a Christmas dinner? That's Tanya Tanya Fozard again, isn't it? Because you always yeah. come out with some Christmas crackers. So that's a great name, Tanya. It's a good. It is a good name. It's a good name. Um, great question. Top three. Oh, okay. no, I mean, no, obviously, pigs and blankets. You've not prepared this one, have you? You're I've not it. prepared this one, <laughs> all right, mate. But I, you know, some some things have to come from within, you know. And I'm very hungry at the moment, so uh, so pigs and blankets. Absolutely. Your uh, yeah, yeah. But then what? Well, you got one space left after that. And, I mean, roast roast potatoes. Oh. And gravy? What? Because is it like your favourite three items individually? Or are you trying to make, if you could only have three items on the day of Christmas, what would it be? Because, yeah. you know, Tanya I, I, needs quite, to expand, I enjoy it. Exp- expand on this, doesn't she? Yeah, what the hell, Tanya? 
I think it's a, it's a good question. It really is. I mean, like, I, I, for example, with, with a cracker, like I enjoy a cracker. That's one of my favourite bits. You know? What, pollen the um, cracker? <laughs> like, where are we going? Well, yeah. <laughs> well not because that's not something you'd have together, but it's one of the bits I enjoy that isn't necessarily something you'd have any outside of Christmas. So... Um, it's a great yeah. question. I think, I mean, if, you I have think like a, if you have like a statement meat, like turkey's never my favourite bit, but if a statement meat would be quite nice, like a pheasant or like like a, a nice beef. I quite like, yeah, I was going to say beef. I quite like a beef. I like a chicken, like a roast chicken. Mm. Oh, I love roast chicken. chicken. God, I'm so hungry now. Tanya, you've ruined my day. Oh, I'm so you, know what, you know what I'm having for tea, actually? There's that KFC um, gravy Christmas burger. I just keep oh, seeing it on the TV. I've had it. I'm it's just so going to order one. Is it good? Yeah, you get stuck it looks in a bit me. weird, though. I'm just going to yeah, get just, it. Get you just it past that. <laughs> you deserve it, mate. You deserve it. Um, well, look, let's leave it there because on that note, I think I'm supposed to be probably at my girlfriend's house. I'm supposed to be having dinner relatively soon. So let's wrap things up. Uh, we've got uh, Sunderland in the moment as well. So that's very exciting. By the time everyone listens to this, we will have one 6 0 and all sorts of things like that. So, Steve, mate, hope you get better. Thanks, see you at the quiz and everybody else please sign up to the quiz it's going to be lots of fun dm us on instagram with your instagram with your email and with your name and please join us um steve hope to get better mate thanks for coming Cheers, on mate appreciate and, uh, it have a good christmas right. and I'll see you. Me on. yeah take care mate already thanks everyone see you soon, mate. take care bye bye